after an embarrassingly bad performance in Manhattan, Kansas, Eli Drinkwitz and the Tigers have to ask themselves, how do they fix this offense and also, frankly, just road preparation? So let's talk about all this and more coming up right now on Locked on Mizzou. You are Locked on Mizzou, your daily podcast on the Missouri Tigers, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Hail you true sons and daughters, I'm John Miller, your Mizzou mafioso and the central scrutinizer of Missouri Tigers football and basketball. And today's episode is brought to you by Underdog. Sign up on underdogfantasy.com with the promo code locked on and get your first deposit doubled up to $100. So that's some good news for you, the listeners. And Oh yeah. Hey, Nick Bolton, man, he sure played good for those Kansas city chiefs, huh? Good stuff. Okay. And that's about it for today's program. No, in all seriousness, that's about the good news when it comes to the Missouri Tigers this past weekend. Of course, that didn't stop the non-playable characters from Kansas State. The Kansas State fans, for whatever reason, felt like they needed to dunk on me this weekend. I thought that was funny. There were at least two or three people who commented on some of my posts last week saying, oh, this didn't age well. Well, you know what? Perhaps update your code and maybe get a new comment to give because here's the deal. I gave plenty of respect to Kansas State last week. Not so much Adrian Martinez. I didn't give him a whole lot of respect, but hey, was any of that wrong? Kansas State obviously was good, but Adrian Martinez was 9 of 20 passing for 101 yards. Hey, congratulations to all of you out there who took offense to my Adrian Martinez comments. But what obviously I did get wrong was having any faith whatsoever in Eli Drinkwitz to play a good road game. And obviously, I made a bad bet, too. I said, hey, I thought I liked the value on the Tigers as the underdog. But hey, by the way, let's keep some context here. Anything 55% or over, if you're a better, you're crushing it. So spare me your selective dunks. Nitpicking one wager is about as meaningful as that last Missouri touchdown. But you know what? Here was my biggest takeaway from the ball game because while obviously Missouri just didn't appear to be prepared whatsoever in any of the three levels of football, let's start with the Eli Drinkwitz offense because when Drinkwitz was hired, the assumption was that offense, well, this was his calling card. And since he calls the plays, well, you can understand why that is. When Andy Reid mostly calls the plays for the Kansas City Chiefs, well, it tends to work out pretty well. That truly is his calling card and has been since his days with the Philadelphia Eagles. Or Lincoln Riley at the college level. He calls the plays for USC, now did for Oklahoma as well. So nobody's saying that that can't work. And when I made my snide comments during on Twitter during the lightning delay about, hey, maybe we can get an offensive coordinator during the delay. Obviously, I was being a bit of a smart aleck there. I don't know that hiring an offensive coordinator is the band-aid that is somehow going to heal all the problems on this Missouri offense. And by the way, that's not going to happen in the middle of the season unless you're just going to elevate somebody who's currently on the staff. 
But here's what Missouri can do, in my opinion, and should have done during that football game. Here's actually a tweet, speaking of the Kansas City Chiefs, former right tackle for the Chiefs, actually on their Super Bowl winning team, Mitchell Schwartz, his brother Jeff, actually. Excuse me, I thought it was going to be Mitchell. No, it was Jeff. But Jeff, and a former offensive lineman in the NFL as well, here was his comment about Tom Brady and the Buccaneers last night. He said, the Bucks' offense doing what Brady's offense has done forever when they have offensive line issues. Empty protection and throw it quickly. And that is, frankly, what I was begging Missouri to at least try on Saturday night to spread out the field a little bit because clearly Brady Cook who was obviously bad on Saturday let's be real I've I've said a lot of, of nice things about Brady Cook in the offseason I'm a, I'm a fan but he was bad on Saturday no question about it but to me if you're a coach, your job is to put your quarterback and your whole team in the best position possible to succeed, right? Well, what Missouri was doing was not working, specifically lining up a tight end every single time and having sort of a basically a run-heavy style offense that was anti-spread. Here's the thing. That style of offense that Missouri was running, particularly against that Kansas State zone defense that I was begging Missouri to run a lot of play-action fakes, and they did a decent amount of it, but here's the problem. Those play-action fakes, if those linebackers do not have to respect the tight end, well, that offense is never going to work. Really, it's never going to work because Missouri's not good enough with their offensive line to just push people out of the way and gain on the ground. A lot of people pushed back on my take last week when I said after the Louisiana Tech game that, hey, the Missouri rushing attack is a concern right now. People are like, oh, what are you talking about? They rushed for 320 yards. Well, that's why you have to go beyond the box score for your analysis. But hey, let's look at the box score this past week. Cody Schrader, six carries for 19 yards. Nathaniel Pete, 13 carries for 10 yards. Eli Young, two carries for three yards. Brady Cook, by far and away your leading rusher for Missouri, 13 carries for 56 yards. Now do you see my point? Now do you see what I was worried about in week one? Missouri has a running game problem. And so my point is, hey, give Brady Cook the best chance to win. Spread it out a little bit. Run shotgun. Have one running back next to him, but just have two receivers to one side, two receivers to the other side, see what happens. Put Mookie Cooper over there next to Luther Burden in the slot. Let Cooper run a clear out. Let him run straight down the field and then have Burden run some kind of in-breaking route underneath. Something that'll spread the defense out a little bit Give Brady Cook a different look, by the way, and that kind of look I just described to you, Missouri ran that quite a bit in the Army game, in that bowl game last season where Brady Cook was effective. Why not try that again? Why not give it a shot, especially when all we're hearing about is how good in the offseason these Missouri receivers supposedly are, how much more Eli is going to throw the ball downfield this season. Well, let's see it. Give it a shot, especially when you have an hour-long lightning delay. Hey, let's, let's think of something else. 
But instead, you just saw the exact same sort of sideways running, ineffective running when it would be in between the tackles. And hey, let's never spread it out. Let's always have one or two tight ends on the field at all times, even though we're almost literally never going to throw them the ball. I believe there was one target to a tight end in this ball game and, and zero receptions for any of the tight ends. This has been a running theme for Missouri now. This is the third season of it. And if Eli Drinkwitz is going to not use a tight end, I just don't understand that whatsoever. One thing about modern football, football 30 years ago when I was a kid, guess what? Tight ends in the passing game have been effective. A lot of things have changed in the last 30 or 40 years. Tight ends and their effectiveness in the passing game, if you know how to use them and you recruit the right guys, well, that's never going to change. But it's something Eli Drinkwitz has totally neglected and in my opinion, it's really hurting this Missouri offense right now. And coming up, of course, predictably, some fans are already calling for a quarterback change. In fact, the true freshman Sam Horn, some people would like to see him out on the field already. Well, you know what? I'd like to see him on the field next week, but how about in the future? Let's talk about all the options for Horn and the Missouri offense. But first, I want to tell you that, yes, this episode is brought to you by Underdog Fantasy, the easiest place to spice up college football this season. And yes, no matter how it's going for the Tigers, you can make it fun to watch college football all weekend over at Underdog. And of course, it's really easy to get started and play, and you can win cold, hard cash on just a single game. And Underdog has investment backing from some heavy hitters like Mark Cuban, Adam Schefter, and even basketball's Kevin Durant as well. So you know their customer support team is going to be top-notch. In fact, they they boast that it is the best in the business. So sign up today with the promo code locked on at underdog.com and they will double your first deposit up to $100. That's right. Deposit a hundred bucks, get a hundred bucks free at underdogfantasy.com or find the underdog fantasy app in the app store or at Google play. Again, that's underdog fantasy promo code locked on get in on the college football pick'em action today. To be fair to Eli Drinkwitz, it is the easiest thing in the world for fans like myself to blame play calling when things go wrong because, well, most of us aren't going to take the time to break down every single thing that happened on the field, and most of us don't have the knowledge to break down most most line play anyway. We don't even know the scheme, the play calls, all that kind of stuff. But to me, the tight end thing is legitimate. I just don't think that you can have a non-spread, seemingly run-based attack without throwing to the tight end. That's just my humble opinion. I just don't think you're putting the linebackers in particular in enough of a bind there, especially in modern offenses that use run pass options and all that stuff. You're just making those linebackers job a heck of a lot easier than it normally is for them in 2022. But of course, the other easy thing to fall back on for fans is the quarterback position. And I can't totally defend Brady Cook last week. He didn't play well, period. There's no way to, there's no way to sugarcoat it whatsoever. At the same time, 
this week against Abilene Christian, I'm still starting Brady Cook. Again, let's try some different looks. Let's let's try that 10 personnel I talked about with one running back and no tight ends on the field. Four wide receivers. Let's see what that looks like because I think not only could that open up the passing game, I think it could it could actually open up the running game as well. But while I'd still start Brady Cook, see how he looks moving forward here, I do want to see Sam Horn on the field next week. Listen, Abilene Christian, Missouri's going to blow him out. I know we looked bad this past week, but if we can blow out Louisiana Tech, I'm pretty, pretty sure we can blow out Abilene Christian. So to me, if Missouri has a massive lead going into at least the fourth quarter because, frankly, I want to see a lot of Brady Cook. Let's see three quarters worth of him just to work out the kinks at the very least. But fourth quarter, I'm not so sure I want to see Jack Abraham. I think I'd rather see Sam Horn just to know how close he is to being ready. Now, the word on the street is that, well, Horn was not quite ready in in fall camp. That's fine. It's now been a month or so since fall camp started. When live bullets start getting fired, sometimes certain football players, especially at the quarterback position where you don't take contact, sometimes these guys just look better. Sometimes they're a little bit different. So I want to see what he looks like, maybe give some some a little bit of, of, of a glimpse into the future here. I don't expect that Horn is going to be the savior this season, but if Missouri is suddenly getting blown out at Auburn in the swamp, that kind of deal... If this season really turns badly, well, then maybe you do just play for the future. But until then, I think Cook is still probably the best option. And coming up, the hardcore optimists among us will say, hey, it's just one game. It could just be that maybe Missouri just played its worst game of the season in week two, and things will be relatively better from here. Well, that could certainly happen, and I want to get more deeply into that whole idea and how I actually feel about the chances of a turnaround. But first, yes, tonight, it's the first night of dance classes over at the Comotion Dance Studio, my wife and sister-in-law's small business. So you know what? Fall is the time when small businesses start really kicking into gear. And here's what you need to find the right people to hire at your small business. It's, of course, LinkedIn Jobs. And you can create a free post in minutes on LinkedIn Jobs to reach your network and beyond to the world's largest professional network of over 810 million people. And with simple tools like screening questions, they make it really easy to focus on the candidates you want to talk to with the right amount of skills and experience so you can quickly prioritize who you'd like to interview and hire. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the candidates you want to talk to faster. Did you know every week nearly 40 million job seekers visit LinkedIn, post your job for free once again at linkedin.com slash locked on college. That's linkedin.com slash locked on college to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. Listen, maybe it was just one bad week. Sure, a lot of people say that football teams turn their seasons around all the time. Heck, it's it's happened at Missouri before, no question about it. It is just one week. 
No question. There's been plenty of bad games during the Gary Pinkle era that left us scratching our heads. That's part of college football, I think. The problem is this wasn't just a, a loss to a solid program. It was just an embarrassment at every single level. For instance, not only did Missouri, after a you know the one-hour lightning delay, they had a third and 13 and came out with a quarterback draw. Really? That didn't inspire a lot of confidence. But again, it's just one play. Maybe, maybe that was the right call to play conservatively there. But the problem is you had an hour and then a full halftime to figure out, again, just some kind of adjustment offensively. That I just didn't see, at least not in terms of personnel and formation. Now, I'll give Eli Drinkwood some credit. There were a couple deep shots that were taken by Brady Cook to Luther Burden that were just off. They were both open, but they were off. Brady Cook's fault, maybe a little bit of Burden's fault on one of those balls. Regardless, the play just was not executed on the field, but it was there. So you got to give Drinkwitz credit there. The problem is... Now we're kind of looking like the same offense that looked stuck in the mud last season with Connor Basilak at quarterback. So it would be one thing to just say, well, you know, Basilak was really physically limited with his hamstring injury last season. So maybe that's why this offense was stuck in the mud. But now you've got a different quarterback. And if you want to say, well, Okay, Brady Cook, if you want to say he doesn't have it either, I, I'm not ready to go there yet. I, I still think he can be possibly a solid player for Missouri. I'm not ready to give up on him yet. If you are, fine. For the sake of discussion, let's say you're right. The problem is, even though Cook's a Brady, uh, excuse me, even though Cook is a Barry Odom recruit, Jack Abraham was not. And he struck out on all these other guys in the transfer portal that apparently he wanted. And the idea, again, supposedly Eli Drinkwitz was, one of his strengths was as a quarterback's coach, a guy who could take a lot of players and make them look better than what they are. Well, so far, to me, I haven't seen any proof of that whatsoever. And also, is there just something about Missouri's routine on the road under Drinkwitz that needs to change because so often, not only is Missouri, obviously their road record has been rather poor, and generally speaking, of course, obviously it's harder to win on the road. I'm not, I'm not dismissing that whatsoever, but just far too often, Missouri comes out of a road game looking unprepared. And it's just something that, I, I don't know what the problem is, but if I'm Eli Drinkwitz, I'm asking myself, and my, my staff and everybody around me, what can we do to make this better? And again, can Missouri turn this season around? Sure, absolutely it can. The problem is, for me personally, I, I'm just done having faith in Drinkwitz. Just blind faith anyway. And a lot of maybe me saying Missouri was going to go 7-5 and five this season was based on a lot of faith before the year. Well, at this point, Let's do the let's do the Missouri, the old cliche, and it, it's show me time for Eli Drinkwitz. I'm going to need to see better football before I believe it. I'm going to need to see Missouri, at the very least, they got to be competitive down at Jordan Hare Stadium in Auburn, Alabama, because if they get embarrassed like that again, you just wonder about the future of the program. Because in year three, we should be further along than that. I'm not saying 
not making any huge declarations like, you know, he's on the hot seat or anything like that. But if you're some serious questions can start to be asked if Missouri gets blown out badly in week four as well. But you know what? Hey, thanks for joining me on this program. As always, thanks for telling a friend and going to LockedOnMizzou.com to share this fine program. And you know what? Get more of the SEC by listening to Locked On SEC. Make it your second listen today. Chris Gordy, our local experts at Locked On, take you across the Southeastern Conference in less than 30 minutes per day. So again, make Locked On SEC your second listen. So, until next time, I'm John Miller, and thanks again for listening to Locked on Mizzou.